Welcome to the Fields of Fantasy, Fantasy 5 Podcast, presented by TH Fantasy Football. And welcome to the week 14 edition of the Fields of Fantasy, Fantasy 5 Podcast. Pestle and Tom from TH Fantasy Football with you this morning. Ed is a busy boy, so he isn't joining us today. How are you, Tom? I'm very good, thank you. Did you enjoy, well, say did you enjoy, we've not watched it yet. Have you seen the result of Steelers and Patriots last night? Yeah, it looked a good game, actually. I noticed Zeke scored a particularly impressive score if you grabbed him on the waiver wire this week. Yeah, absolutely. So we are recording first thing on Friday morning, so we've not seen the highlights yet, but we have seen the scores in. Very, very quick rundown of the, the key fancy points before we go through the detailed breakdown of next week's show. The thing I was most surprised about wasn't actually Zeke. It was the fact that Zappi and Trubisky both scored over 21 points. Yeah, damn impressive from both QBs who are not that good. Yeah, so numbers <laughs> that potentially will put them as QB1s. And just looking at the starting percentage, Zappi was starting in 1% of leagues, Trubisky was starting in 3% of leagues. So well done, to the, well done to the 4% of the leagues out there that have done that. Zeke, 27. I think it was 22 carries and 7 receptions. Apart from that, fairly standard numbers until we get down to Hunter Henry. Three receptions, 40 yards, two touchdowns. Oh, wow. Very efficient performance from here for 19 points. But yeah, so we'll go through our detailed breakdown next week. I had the Steelers down to slightly edge that. I think Ed and I were very low on that as a Thursday night football game. And by the looks of it, it might be inter- we might be saying that it's a rubbish game. Yeah, I mean, it looks from the scores, it looks entertaining. Yeah. I will be watching the highlights this evening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's get stuck into the main meat of the show, though. You're here for your five morsels of fancy food for thought. So let's get stuck in. Plug and play QBs. QB-wise this week then, you could be without Murray and you could be without Howe as the Cardinals and Commanders are both on their buys. So rundown of some players that might be available. Brock Purdy, this week at least being touted as a potential MVP candidate. 85.6% rostered and has the Seahawks. So people just not want the QB7 on the season. Three top six finishes in the last four weeks. Apart from Baltimore in week 16, he's got a soft run in as well. I'm surprised he's not over 90% rostered. Yeah, I mean, he just had those couple of... He had a slight dip in the middle, didn't he? A couple yeah. of bad games and people seem to have just gone off him. But he's been immense, really. So won't be widely available. It's definitely worth a look. As is Justin Fields, rostered 84.2% of leagues. He's got Detroit and should be in line for only his fourth top 12 finish of the season. I can't remember the stat exactly, but I know he'd been a lot better in terms of passing accuracy as yeah. well as in the last... And those four finishes are also obviously tainted by injuries. Well, it's yeah. not just been a, a horrible performance all season. Jordan Love, 62.2%, has the Giants and projects to be a top 12 QB this week. Only finished outside the top 12 four times this season. I, I'm not going to comment on 62% just seems really, really low. Yeah. I think he's one of the key successes this season, really, as well. Finally, Russell Wilson, only rostered in 65% of leagues. He's been a top 12 QB three of the last four weeks and is far better in fantasy than he is in real life. I think that's safe to say. Uh, just slightly. Shall we move the other side of the ball, though, Tom? Let's get straight stuck in two... Time to get defensive. Yeah, and we're back again with the Colts. Finally rostered in 38% of leagues, but obviously it should be much higher. I've done everything I can. I tried to take them in as many leagues as possible last week, so Ed stops going on about them. (laughs) But they are the hottest fantasy defence in the league right now. 20 points against the Titans and expected another big week against the Bengals. There's no way Browning and Co. can repeat last week's production against the Jags, can they? Mm, I'd be surprised. I mean, if he does, again, he might be a good pick up Browning. Our other defence we're looking at is the Texans. Pestle has spoken. 
Uh, the Jets are their opposition and they're giving up huge points to opposing defences. Get them locked in this week, unless obviously you've got there first. Oh, I've got there absolutely everywhere so far. Oh. Anyway, I've not got them because I didn't put any fab uh, bid in for them and tried to get them for free, but they could be a very useful play this week. So the Jets are giving up huge points to defences at the moment. Beat the waiver wire. So Ed has also sent us his notes in for Beat the Waiver Wire. So these are his deeper picks. Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver Carolina first, has been heavily involved all season, but has only recently started to convert that into fantasy points. 10 receptions in the last two weeks, and he's hit two consecutive scores of 10 plus points. No touchdown yet for the rookie, but surely one is around the corner. Uh, yeah, I, well, I think with Thielen fading. I think yeah. that's what you've got to notice, isn't it? Uh, the rookies tend to come on, or some rookies tend to come on later on. A lot of the veterans tend to fade. Thielen's certainly faded the last few weeks, yep. so perhaps Mingo could now be the man to pick up. So Ed said that his value is definitely on the up and could really be a decent stash in Dynasty. Only 31% rostered, so a good chance he's still available as well in your redraft leagues if you are desperate. And this is definitely from Ed and not from us. <laughs> Chase Brown running back at the Cincinnati Bengals. It's the moment Ed has been waiting for all season. His rumoured involvement finally materialised against the Jags as he rushed for 61 yards off his nine carries. If healthy enough, he didn't practice on Wednesday, then expect him to be involved again against the Colts. Ed is very clear he's not guaranteeing big points. He's doing his little backtracking at this point as well, but might be a decent flex option or a worthwhile stash in fantasy if you're out of perfect contention. That's once again, especially in your dynasty or keeper leagues. Only 12% rostered and Ed's guarantee of the week is, and we will hold him to account on this, he will score more than Dalvin Cook. I don't think I disagree. I'll probably score more than Dalvin <laughs> to Cook. To be fair. Put it to the vote. So last week's vote, uh, we were looking at this year's MVP uh, and we wanted people to comment underneath. Our top three picks, Dak, Tua and Jackson. Lamar Jackson, baby! It's, I have to get in at least once a show. So interestingly, no mention of Hurts, no mention of Holmes. And the, the other player I've been quite interested that's been in sort of the that's been in discussions is Tyreek Hill. Yes, and I think when you look at it, actually, if two is getting the votes, I feel that that they should be for Tyreek because he's been more valuable to his team than Tua has. But it's it's that age old thing, isn't it? It goes to the quarterback predominantly, and we spoke a lot last year. We spoke a bit this year about what does most valuable player really mean. I think you could put another quarterback to get the same output from Tyreek. I don't think you could put another wide receiver to get the same output from Tua. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, like you say, it's just, it's so quarterback focused, isn't it? Yeah. They, they're just, well, whatever. They, so Brock Purdy's in the conversation this week. I say, wasn't really been spoken about at all, seems to have snuck up, but we were speaking before we started recording. As soon as Brock Purdy has a bad game, everyone's unanimously out on him again, aren't yeah. they? Such a hot and cold sort of player with consensus. It's all to do with draft capital, isn't it? People yeah. just panic over draft capital. Uh, so this week, we're again going for a favourite, but this time we're going to look at wide receiver, and in particular, the rookie wide receivers. Um, so there's obviously a few on there we could discuss and talk about. Uh, who's your favourite so far? Uh, obviously, Zay, Zay Flowers. Flowers. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to seeing more from JSN next season. Yeah. Um, Rishi Rice, I'm a big fan of as well. Obviously, Niku is the, the biggest story of the season, though, isn't he, with rookie wide receivers? But I mean, he has faded again slightly towards the end, doesn't he? He hasn't been yeah, quite as good the last few weeks. Yeah, but even I think even the numbers he's putting up now, if he'd done that and that was his limit, I think people would still be happy with that, biggest, considering no one drafted him. Bigger story than Tank Dow? Um, I think more people were... Ne no one was really talking about Puka, but a lot of people were negative about Tank Dell. Yeah. So, yeah, Tankdale, he's up there with my, my favourite so far as well, I think. 
Uh, so we'll stick some options on for you this week. Yeah. Uh, and you can choose. I mean, obviously, we'll put Quentin Johnson top. <laughs> uh, and then you can pick from your best of the next further down. So, yeah, I'm, I think there's a really good crop. We spoke about quite a lot about the value of year two wide receivers, especially for Dynasty, which is our seamless link to our Fancy Basics show, dropping on Sunday with Rich Calling of Dynasty Island, where we talk just about that. My favourite form of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah Dynasty. Yeah. And Rich is absolutely amazing. Yeah. So definitely tune in for that. Get to play it all year long. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when that's, everyone else as soon is as doing the season, As soon as the season's done, you're straight into planning for next year. Well, the Injury Report. Oh, 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 oh. So injury report, obviously we had the main injury report on the main show, but just a few updates from during the week. Trevor Lawrence apparently faces an uphill battle for Sunday. Most likely better that will be starting, not beat hard as Ed called him in the week, but apparently he's got his own shoulder injury. Oh. Uh, so that could be one to watch. ETN has also been limited in practice for the Jags uh, with a rib injury, but he had that same rib injury in week 13 and he played through, so I'd imagine that would be the same this week. Brees Hall didn't practice Wednesday, and I believe, looking at those here, he's limited on Thursday as well, so he's one just to keep an eye on. I expect he will play. What are they doing making him split time? Yeah, because, well, because we need to make sure Dalvin Cook gets his carries. <laughs> and then Tyler Boyd was also a new addition to the injury report on Thursday. It seems to be a training-based injury. Biggest story, I would say, injury-wise this week, and not a player who's hugely fancy-relevant, and a player that I feel a little bit bad that we were so negative on now as well. And that is Hayden Hurst. He can't feel guilty because he's now injured. It's the reason for the injury. So he's been diagnosed with a post-traumatic amnesia by an independent neurologist, as a result of a hit he took in Chicago on November the 9th. Um, his dad tweeted out saying it's a slow recovery and he doesn't know when he's back, but prayers will be appreciated. Hayden Hurst has then followed that up with saying that he appreciates everyone reaching out to him. A nasty concussion he can't remember four hours after the game. Um, but says he's hoping to be back in some form of training this week and is hoping to be back before the end of the season. I think they're the injuries that are psychological injuries, not just because of the amnesia, but making you question when you're going into the hits. It's got to have an impact, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, totally. And it's that long-term worry, that CTE, which obviously is coming out and, you know, the league's had a lot of issues like a lot of sports have. So, yeah, certainly long-term, he's got to be thinking about his health and if he wants to keep playing the game. So that is our brief injury update then. We will be back with you on Sunday for Fancy Basics and then see you the other side of week 14 for the main show. But from me and Tom, have a great weekend. And Malcolm, take us home. You have been listening to Pesto Ed and Tom of TH Fantasy Football. For more content, follow TH underscore fantasy underscore NFL on Instagram and Twitter.